All right. We got to do a cold open so they know we're funny. Oh, um, it's a burr, it's chilly. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Welcome to the first edition of the Fight Forever podcast. I'm Colin. Hi, I'm Zach, and oh, fuck, guys. We picked a hell of a week to start, man. This is a this is going to be an auspicious beginning. Fight Forever is a wrestling podcast. If you watch wrestling, those words mean something to you. If you don't, you don't, so that's why we're telling you we're a wrestling podcast. Yay. Yay. Uh, we should probably say a little bit about ourselves. Yeah, I'm, don't worry, I'm cutting that out. All right, so, fast count. Colin, who the fuck are you and why should they listen to you? Well, I'm Colin, and I am a local actor Ten. slash musician. Nine. And uh, I know nothing about wrestling, Eight. but I have a lot of opinions, and I'm very Seven. pretentious. So maybe listen Six. to me. Ooh, ooh, five. five seconds. No. Back to you. Ooh. ooh, got it. Good. Cool. Okay. All right. Now you. Right. You got to cut me down. You got to count me down. Yep. Okay, uh, I, my name is Zach. I am Ten. Colin's brother, and I didn't count that loud. You got to slow down, or Ten. you got you got to be quiet and slow down. Ten. Stretch, stretch, go. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, uh, I I uh, 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 I watch a lot of wrestling. Um, I'm Colin's brother, and I've watched a lot of wrestling. <clears throat> my first wrestling memory is not important. Just know that I watch a lot Seven. of fucking wrestling nowadays. Six. That you don't have to. Ah, I'm done. Five. Four, three, two, one. Ah! Oh, ding, 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 ding. No, no, not like this. No. Okay, so this is Royal Rumble week, man. This is Royal Rumble. The, the week after the Royal Rumble. The week of the Royal Rumble. We're, I, I suppose of. We, we, are, we are starting the show at the Royal Rumble 2017. It's fresh on the road to WrestleMania, and holy balls, man, what a difference one week makes. That's all it took. It was just one week, and suddenly to, the whole reset button's been pushed. They, they, so they thought they had it set, and then we we're like, oh no, they reset it and flipped the script, and then uh, it got turned up fresh Prince of Bel-Air style upside down all over again. Fuck. So what are your thoughts overall on the Rumble okay. itself? Just right. the Rumble in a capsule, we will talk about it, and then we'll talk about Run Smackdown afterward. But and the just road, in, yeah. in a little capsule... What did you think about the Royal Rumble, so, Zach? Royal Rumble, if you're going to make me say it, sum it in a sentence. It was fun, but kind of uh, uninspired. Because, really, there was lots mm. of lots of good payoffs. Lots of nice little moments in there. Uh, like when, like, you know, Dean uh, got called back to this stuff with Ellsworth or the Sami Zayn, Braun Strowman stuff. Like, there's, there's like, some consistency. You know, there's right. a little continuity. But uh, overall, it wasn't as fun or, like, freewheeling or exciting, really, as previous Rumbles have been. No. Not really at all. And, like... Uh, like, I, I was really looking forward to what Kofi's spot was going to be. They're running and, out of ideas, man. Yeah, it was the most underwhelming fucking thing. Well, no, it's, it's not even just underwhelming. It's sort of like, okay... Kofi, you've pogoed on chairs and walked on your hands and rode Biggie around like a horse. So what do you do this time? 
Take an Owen Hart bump. Ooh, not great. They just weren't feeling it today. I don't think they this this year they really wrote it out ahead of time. That was ugh. Yeah. Well, and I suppose uh, the biggest complaint that everyone's having is uh, about the final people in that rumble. So, you know, like, I get it. Wrestling is about using your older stars to get your newer stars over, and you still have to have the old stars to bring people in. Certain people bring people through the door. Certain people keep them there. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Right, right. Marquee names versus the guys who fill out the card. But when your last four, you know, your last four guys, the only young, quote, quote, dude there is one that everyone kind of hates. And you're so heavily reliant on people from the 90s and the early 2000s. There's, that's indications of long-term problems, I feel like. Right, and... I mean, Sami Zayn got a nice long time through the rumble. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that they completely shafted, like, new guys. Sami Zayn, Ty Dillinger, like, lots of guys came out. New guys came out and had fun and solid showings. But, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like it did enough. And the only young guy there seemed to be hell-bent on actually pushing, you know, is... It's a severe letdown to everyone. <clears throat> well, and I kind of feel like with Roman Reigns coming out at number 30 in the Rumble, coming up very last, it's like a reverse Rey Mysterio. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, they, they, they knew he'd be booed, so they put him in that slot. So we would get the... Randy Orton would get the anyone but Roman rub. Um, I hope that man is accepted. He's just going to be a heel for a good long while because I mean especially if this rumored hinted at Undertaker program pans out when he threw him out like I had a friend who went and he said it was they booed when Roman came out and they booed when he took out Undertaker and they booed when he did anything and they cheered when uh, who is it Orton threw him out they cheered when he got knocked out well, so, Roman and Taker duking it out for that moment, like you can hear the crowd chanting, "This is bullshit." Like you can hear that shit. Um, and of course he's a heel forever because he threw out Undertaker in Texas. If they don't want him to have heat, then why would they make him do that? Well, no, they want. Listen. Listen, I don't know if you know this, but the WWE is run by a crazy old man with with a shrunk steroid brain. Uh, he's delusional, so uh, sometimes dumb stuff happens. Sometimes dumb stuff happens. And by sometimes, I mean always. WWE is the perfect metaphor for America. Every single thing fringes on the decisions of one crazy old man. Well, that's a little on the nose because our president is a WWE Hall of Famer. Yes, he is. So, I think this just means lightning round. Who, what professional wrestler or WWE Hall of Famer gets elected president first? Go. 
Bret Hart. Bret Hart? Mm, good one. Good one. Except he's fucking Canadian. <laughs> They're going to do it. The correct answer is Drew Carey. Drew Carey? He, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame? I think so. Oh. Oh, can we fact check that? Okay. That is... Okay, you know, I'll change my mind. Uh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose. There we go. It's Pete Rose. Um, but it's... I don't know. There's weird decisions, and it just makes me question how things are working. Because, like, I don't know. I don't want to assume they don't know what they're doing, because they do, and they see information and understand the business in a different way from what we as hardcore fans, I guess, whatever that means, do. Yeah. Like, but... Is does Roman sell shirts? Is this what people want? Because I don't know. Crowds boom a lot. Like I don't. I'm very confused. Do people like Roman? Is is he number one in merch sales? No, but no. Who's number one? <laughs> well, until John Cena gets erased from history once he falls out of time. Oh God, John Cena's become unstuck in time. <laughs> John Cena bombed Dresden. The very concept of John Cena. Right. It is not enough that you die, John Cena. It's that you should have never existed. No, uh, he's like a number two. He's in the top three, I think. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. What is it? Is it Cena, New Day, and Roman? I think Roman's above New Day. I don't know. The point is, the the point is, we don't have those numbers. So they're like, hey, he makes us lots of shirt money. Let's keep him. But I don't know, like, does Roman make money? Is is Goldberg Lesnar 3 going to make money? Are we into this still? That Goldberg has punked him out repeatedly? I mean, that's that's true. Uh, this is sudden pivot. Um, Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of time laying that groundwork. Oh, good. To try to bury that fucking segue. I really appreciate. Well, nice job. Thank you. I just dig it right up because I'm the big dog. I'm me, big dog, Roman Reigns. Um, so yeah, Lesnar Goldberg 3. Um, so nobody cared the first time. Everyone cared the second time. No, everyone cared for the wrong reasons the first time. They were mad. Right. Now they hate them. They hated them. Now they love them. I think that it's a smart move in a way to have Lesnar get squashed the first time. The second time... I'm just wondering, you know, with with all of this, like, after the rumble, you know, this I got your number angle? I don't know. Man, I don't know. Like, the first match happens The so solution long. to Brock Lesnar is spearing him? Brock Lesnar is not... No, it makes sense. Brock Lesnar is not used to fighting such dominant physical specimens. No one in WWE is Brock Lesnar's size and frame, his build, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it makes sense. Cause oh, it's just so much dad. That sounds like it's bullshit, but remember when he fought Mark Hunt? He just kind of sat there and was a piss baby the whole match and just kept punching him. Yep. And s still managed to fuck up and fight a garbage fight even though he was the one on steroids? Like, Brock Lesnar is not used to not being the big guy in the fight. So, there's sort of a veneer of believability to this Goldberg thing. Right. And, I mean, I don't know if... Do we really believe that Goldberg, kept in shape, but been out of the game a decade, wrestler, will beat 
Brock, I was a UFC champ and a multi-time WWE champ since you've been gone. Lesnar would fall against Bill? So you have to like, oh my god, Bill still got it. Goldberg can fuck him up. And then they're like, okay, that's a fluke. Oh, he fucked him up again. I don't know. You have to assume right. Lesnar's getting his, his win back, but... Yeah, and maybe that makes it exciting. Or maybe because of this, it makes it predictable. Like, everybody seems to say, oh yeah, Lesnar's just going to get it. And then that's the end of it. Well, here's the thing. Lesnar will do whatever he wants for whoever pays him big money. Do we think they just swerve it and say Goldberg was the one guy Lesnar could never beat? We don't even know if Goldberg can take on a real match. Listen, he's been wrestling sort of part-time and has been working out, getting back into ring shape since, what, November? He's had from... He's going to have six months to get up into active ring shape from Survivor Series. Not even counting. Not even counting what he was doing to get up to the Survivor Series level. Right, right. So, like, you give a guy who has had ten years to heal his injuries and get all the surgeries he needed, um, six months to work back up to speed for a ten-minute match where Lesnar can just throw him around a lot, you know? Because Lesnar will take dumb, crazy bumps to sell. So Sure. I think it'll be all right. Now, I guess we'll get on to it. Is this going to be... Is it going to be all right enough to draw without a title? Are they going to give one of them the title? Where does that leave Owens and Jericho, So, man? everyone was thinking that it was going to be Goldberg, uh, Owens. Makes sense. Was it bad that I had to pause there and think about it because I forgot who the champion was of the Universal title? Um, because, oh my god. It's Mirage. I've forgotten. I'm telling you all the sabotage. Um, no, um, he has to do that every time I start. Yes, <laughs> yes, every time. It's a condition, I'm sorry. Yes. but um, No, I've just forgotten that the Universal title was even a thing that existed, you know? Well, it's sort of good, I think. Because, I don't know. I sort of feel like... Um, this makes me hopeful that oh Owens can be compelling as a character without the title. But ooh, yeah. maybe ooh, maybe we didn't need to learn that when you were actually holding the title, bud. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and is there going to be a title involved in the obvious program of Jericho Owens? Um, I don't know. It seems like it doesn't need to. Everyone, I think everyone just assumes. Uh, they're gonna take it off, take it off of them, and put it. Well what about squared. the U.S. title? Does who knows, man? I think that's sort of the interesting intri- intrigue, seeing what actually winds up involved in that storyline. Because frankly, I think at this point you don't need either title for it. That doesn't mean you couldn't use either title. It's just I don't know. I don't know. I don't see the U.S. title doing anything better. Right. I could see the Universal title being put elsewhere. What other programs were set up by the Royal Rumble for Mania? Um, like, what else is an obvious? Because um, uh, um, uh, we have... Uh, l- let's list them off here. Roman Taker. Roman Taker. Jarek Owens. Jarek Owens. Chris and Kevin. 
Chris and Kevin. Uh, Lesnar Goldberg. Yeah, Lesnar Goldberg. Um, I guess. Bailey Charlotte. Bailey Charlotte. Bailey versus the world, maybe. Well, that's raw. As of out of the Rumble, you assume Bailey gets a rematch. Back at Mania. Uh, we don't know what Braun Strowman's doing. We're not sure what Sami Zayn is doing. Um, trick question. Sami Zayn is going to be in a 10-man Intercontinental title ladder match. And probably not win. Because that's what they do with the Every one. year. Every year. Like clockwork. Um, I don't know. Those are the big ones. Really. So many singles matches. And, and I'm wondering what happens, like... Does the Nia Jack Sasha Banks program set up for a four way with Sasha, Bailey, Nia, Charlotte? Does um, is that what happens? Maybe. Where's Dana Brooke? Is she out on injury? Mm-hmm. Or is she just not there? I uh, sent back to OVW. Please? Um God, what's the other one? I keep forgetting. It keeps on the tip of my... Oh, Randy Orton. Right. How could I forget? Oh, yeah, that. The guy who won. Um, well, do, does anyone believe he's going after Owens? Does anyone believe they're going to do Cena Orton again? They can't. They could. They could. Don't even act like they wouldn't. They can. <sighs> they could. It's just Why? Does anyone want to see that again? No, it seems like a very and safe... And it's never been a good match. Well, it, that's not true. That's being uncharitable. They've had good matches. But neither of them cared. They've had good matches, and they're both very capable of good matches. But no, everyone... It's uh, word on the street, whatever. Why it takes it from Cena. Uh, and that makes a million kinds of sense, because Cena Orton makes... No kind of sense. So, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Um, yep. I'm not especially enthused by what we've what that show gave us and what that show looks to be setting us up for. Right. But, you know what the good show that weekend was? Ooh. Oh, we're at NXT. And we'll NXT. Be, and we'll be right back to talk about it. After these messages, jam out. All right, we're back and we are talking NXT TakeOver San Antonio and by God, NXT's pretty good. Ain't it, though? Ain't it, though? It's a special event in two hours, and Randy Orton doesn't win everything, and Roman Reigns is not on the card, and uh, I can I can learn to love again. Which, by the way, because I'm just going to dive into it, I want to talk about that main event. Yes, it's very good. And I was right. I was right, and you were wrong. We'll get to that. Ooh! We'll get to that. He was like, there is no way I did that not, Shinsuke I did not, is going to lose. And I was like, oh, he going to lose. I never said no way. I just said, no way, Jose. No No way, way. Jose. Jose. No way. Uh, I didn't think it was likely, but it was completely possible. Uh, I don't know. I just sort of figured they'd keep him around for... The usual turn is you'll win, 
you'll do your thing, you'll stick around. I figured it was a big, they'd have the big blow-off match at WrestleMania. Um, so Nakamura would do his... Smackdown after Mania, tour. boom, Nakamura. I figured he'd do his farewell tour, but that makes sense. He could do it now. Look, it was a very good match. Um, the crowd is super into both of those guys. Um, it's, it was fun. Um, they're both good. I like both men. I don't know what's there to, uh, so, to say. So, but question, because the question is, where do we go from here? And what I wonder is, because it's not like it was even answered on this week's NXT, uh, which we'll get into soon, but who's next for Rude? Like, what's the next main event program for NXT? Well, so... Like, who do we got? Because Eric Young is a heel, and we're not ready for face Bobby Roode. No, 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 no. Well, listen, that sort of... That sort of face heel thing is sort of a little... I don't know. It doesn't... They still do it in NXT, but the crowd doesn't care. You know, they'll cheer for who they damn well cheer for. And really, the thing is, if they if they know you, they'll cheer for you. Uh, the quick answer is uh, Chris Hero. I think he's still going by Cassius Ono, which I kind of hate because we already have Kevin Owens. So someone else already has the KO thing. So he kind they kind of need to drop that. But it's Chris Hero because right Young is 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 being established. They've got plans for him in Sanity. Roderick Strong, I don't think is quite important enough in the NXT world yet. He's very good. Those would be some good damn fine matches. But uh, I feel like it's Chris Hero. It's better to... You can just re-debut somebody and immediately slot them at the main event level. And especially a guy like Chris Hero, who, you know, arguably had the best 2016 of any wrestler in the world. Um, and he was already a name. And it will just be a big... It's it's news to see him back, so... And I'm willing to put money on that program turning into, you know, Rude, uh, Chris Hero into Chris Hero, Eric Young. Like, I could see that transition happening. Word. Because I think by that point, they can build up sanity to then take over all of NXT like a new Nexus. Maybe. But, like, maybe Like not. a new, new Nexus. A new, 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 new Nexus. I might be the only guy that kind of liked New Nexus. Husky Harris, clap, 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 clap. I'm I'm staring at him in anger. That's pretty Wyatt. I know. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. He's a Sherman tank with the Ferrari engine. Vroom, vroom. That's what they gave him to say on television. No, it was Ugh. a good match, and I'm excited to see where NXT goes. So, uh, also, uh, pretty good combos. Uh, Asuka and Nikki Cross, huh? That's a fun match. Right, don't, don't you just pop a little chub waiting on that one? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm pretty hot and bothered to watch those ladies punch each other real hard. Ooh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't wait to see Nikki Cross do, um, stuff. She's, it's kind of hilarious to watch this sh- tiny little lady bite and chew and beat the shit out of people. But beat the shit out of large men. Large men. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's I think this is an instance where they wanted to give Ember more time in the in the oven, let her do her thing. So they're like, uh here's a bunch of people, we'll throw Asuka against and it's a right. clusterfuck so we can kind of 
we can make her hold well, it. Well, because I have a question. Is Billy Kay going anywhere? Is Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, are they really going to... Yeah, I think so. Well, because Billy Kay popped in for like one Raw, didn't she? Uh, Enhancement talent, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think she popped in at one point. Maybe. Um, Yeah, I think, no, I don't think they use people that they don't see anything in. And it's not even that I don't like the Australian ladies. Like, I enjoy Billy Kay's kind of Cruella DeVille thing. That's kind of fun. She's lanky and kind of slight enough to kind of pull off a funny silhouette. Um, Right. Boy, them accents, though. Yep. No, no, no. I I think they like them. I think they'll use them in the future. It's just... You know, we 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 got to burn some time. It makes more sense to put it on Ember and then have Ember face these next three ladies. I think because Ember Oscar is your big match. Then we can have the new combos with Ember and all of them and everyone else they bring up in the next waves. Well, but the problem with Ember, which I'll get into in a little bit, is she's just not. We don't know a whole lot about her. I mean, I'm excited because hometown gal. Yeah, I would say we know a whole. Listen, we know enough about her. She went to high school without any windows. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to Garland. Don't explain that. G tone. Whoop whoop. Um, but yeah, I think I think that uh, if they put the belt on Ember, like, how how does Oscar lose it? In a fucking tough, hard fought match. They got to build up. We've already shown that Asuka can be rattled. You know, she took advantage of the bumbling Aussies and got the win. But I think everyone knows they're building up Ember to be the next kind of face, the flagship of the women's division. You think so? I think so. Eventually got to put Asuka up to, to, to the main roster, I think. Like, I, I gotta feel like Oscar's got to go on Raw. Does doesn't SmackDown need the help more? You say that, but they have Mickey James now, so they got the help. Hmm. Alexa is doing really well, kind of holding that place down. Maybe Raw gets everything though. I don't know. I'd be interested to see whichever, wherever she goes, and God knows where they shuffle things up in drafts in the future. Um. But no, I think Ember's, Ember goes and gets better, and she's she's fun in the ring. Everyone's still a little cold on her, so I think they need to do a lot to mm. kind of help her along. But she's getting there. You know, I just kind of realized that I think with Royal Rumble and uh, NXT TakeOver, the overall feel is where do we go from here? And where that rings the most true is in the NXT tag teams. Because where the fuck do they go from here ah, with ah. Authors of Pain? Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. I did some research. Oh. oh. Here's what you do. Here's the basic situation. Once the AOP do, now that TM61 is on the shelf, who else is there? Well, let me show you. I pulled from the, the list... Uh, the participants from the Dusty uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic Tag Team Invitational. Yes. Look at these teams, bud. All right. You'll see at the top, there's DIY, Sanity, and The Revival, and TM61. 
Right. Probably the only four tag teams people could name if I stopped a wrestling fan out in the street to name NXT tag teams. Now, if we run down the list, you'll see beneath them are Ty Dillinger and Bobby Roode. That's problem. Uh, Austin Aries, Roderick Strong, Kota Ibushi, TJ Perkins, and it goes on down the list, but there's, there's four basic problems here we've got with this. They have a big block of guys here who were in this tournament, like, say, uh, the Bollywood Boys or Otis Dozovic and Tucker Knight, guys that we haven't seen on TV in a while. and they just Or aren't to... even with the company. Uh, Yeah, no, I think, I, I don't know, maybe, are the Bollywood Boys? Were they I have signed? no idea. Do you even know the Bollywood Boys? I mean, I saw the tag team. Can you tell them apart? No, I can't either. I can't tell the young bucks apart. Can you? I yeah. know. I know one's Harv and the other's Gerv, and the third brother's Sanjay Dutt. But I don't. I can't tell them apart. I'm terrible. Um, Sanjay was on TNA, wasn't he? Sanjay was on TNA. I miss Sanjay. He was good. Oh yeah, he was good. Um, so lots of guys that have been cycled out on TV who have to be reintroduced. Um, like a a full third of that roster is the cruiserweight division. They're not coming back down. And listen, the other half of the cruiserweight tag teams are solo guys now. Almas is solo. No Way Jose's solo. Austin Aries is injured and going to the cruiserweight division. Roderick Strong solo. Like, here's here's what you have. You have everyone who's already there while we spend several weeks trying to establish new people to come up. That won't be the hardest thing to make happen, but it's but it has to happen. So expect to see Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss again. Oh boy, those two. It's just Tino Sabatelli. Yeah, they got to bring back those guys because authors of pain, who can they fight except sanity? But those are two like crazy monster insane heels. I don't think teams. So honestly, short answer is I think they have to get the DIY and revival matches out of the way. I think we I don't I think we don't see either tag team up for a little bit yet. Maybe they introduce new people. Maybe some of these these Chabos from the Dusty Roads tag team classic stick around, but honestly, it's rematch time, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, DIY, I mean, they can do a program between the Authors of Pain and DIY for a really long time here. Do you tease maybe sort of, like, Steve Austin-esque faces for the revival? How many weeks do we have until Mania? Uh, two months. Okay. So, they just have to milk, you know, this Authors of Pain dominance with a bunch of jobbers for a while. And, you know, and maybe have a couple off weeks, but... Yeah, I would say they don't... They do that, and they just sign new talent to find, like, the big dudes that are going to squash these big dudes. There's one tag... There's one pay-per-view for each show until WrestleMania. Um, They'll probably be around. You just gotta find some people that are too big for these guys to powerbomb toast. Uh, the Great Khali, and, uh three edges standing on each other's shoulders. I love it. So, kind of pursuant to that point, uh, actually, you know, this is your note. You take this up. Well, because I have the answer. H said 
that in the brand split between Raw and SmackDown, when they called up several NXT talent, uh, the brand of NXT suffered greatly. Um, and around this time, you know, walking into the Mania Takeover, who do they get? Who who do they fill in these gaps that are blatantly missing? And as these gaps continue to grow larger and larger, um, I don't think they're growing. I don't know. They have there's there's plenty of people in the pipeline. Uh, I don't know. Can they actually hold it down as well as the people that got called up? Eh, I don't know. So the short answer is you hire everyone you can steal from Ring of Honor. You're talking Young Bucks. You're talking Kyle O'Reilly. You're talking Adam Cole. Maybe Jay Lethal. Uh, Dalton Castle, 110%. You want to know anyone who will go over, like, fucking gangbusters at Full Sail, it's Dalton Castle. Uh, I would say maybe some of the cooler indie guys they scraped for Lucha Underground. Guys like The Mac, I think. Uh, Brian Cage, because that man, he's not a man, he's a machine. They call him Cage. Uh, uh, I've never seen more muscle in such a contained place. Um, I don't know. And I don't know, whoever they can pick off out of uh, Japan, I guess. Rapongi Vice, that's right. We're going to get the Dude Buster back. Because that'll make absolutely great sense doing Rapungi Vice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. They hired Trent Barretta once. Maybe they do it again. I don't know. I, I expect to see they they pick off more international talent. Um, you got to figure they're going to start breaking out the big bucks for a Zack Sabre Jr. Um, they've already uh, seemed to have scoped up most of Europe, most of the UK scene. Uh, if this shit doesn't happen with Ricochet now, it's not fucking happening. Like they got, they have to, they have to. That man could main event NXT pay per views today. Ricochet has said though that he has no interest in getting called up into the cruiserweight division or NXT. Bruh. He said he wants that AJ Styles deal. Well, bro, listen. They put a couple of zeros at the end of that. Yeah, you can do a year. You can do a year in NXT. I think that he said specifically that he'd be okay with a Finn Balor program. Like, getting put into NXT for a year and then getting a monster push the second that he's on the main brand. But he's basically said, I will never be a part of their cruiserweight division because they mishandle it horribly. Well, that's very true. Um, And I sort of feel bad for the guys that came into the cruiserweight division that I like that didn't have the name value to demand otherwise. Um... I don't know. I think they'll figure it out, maybe, hopefully, eventually. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. A lot of fucking dudes. A lot of dudes. I don't know. There's some solid people in TNA, and I know that sounds, like, hilarious, but there's some solid people uh, that the, from the indies that TNA sort of picked up. Um, I could see Trevor Lee maybe being something. Maybe. I don't know. I think that... Uh... No, uh, if they don't do something with Pete Dunn, I'm not worried about Pete Dunn. I'm not worried about Pete Dunn at all. That man is too good. The bruiser weight is 
one of the single greatest things I've heard in my fucking life. That guy is the perfect fucking mix of Bruiser Brody and Sid Vicious. I there's no way they they there's no way they don't use him. They'll fuck him up, but they'll use him at least. He'll get TV money. And more to the point of the whole of it, uh, I kind of agree with that as to the whole brand of NXT. N- no matter what my feedback is as a whole and of the state of NXT right now, I know that it's going to be fine, and it's in good hands. Uh, and I have more faith in where they're going with that than I do with where they're going with the main the roster. Main product, yeah. Like they NXT has been not great sometimes, and that's that's fine because it's the fucking learning show. Like whatever, dude, whatever. Give me give me power bomb toasts and give me an intentionally bad singer and uh, maybe a good indie guy or two having an okay match every so often, and that's really what do you want for an hour a week? I'll just fast forward through all the bad shit. Right. I haven't ever watched a Liv Morgan match to date, so you know. Her, her one with Ember Moon the other week wasn't too bad. Yeah, maybe a little... Un, maybe being a little uh, uh, unkind. Uh, but uh, I just get flashbacks to Carmella every time I see her. Huh. And maybe I'm being a little kind to un, unkind to Carmella, but... Uh, what? What is her gimmick? What is Liv Morgan but Carmella too? And speaking of Carmella, after the break, we'll be talking about terrible things on the main roster. This week on SmackDown and Raw. Don't talk shit about my SmackDown. Oh, I will. It's raw. Raw! Monday Night Roar. Uh, from I Don't Care. First order of business. New business, new business, new business. First order of business on the show of Raw. Objection. What? It's Monday Night Raw. First order of business on Monday Night Raw. Sustained. Continue. Where's Emma? Uh, uh, so, uh, I hate to be the one to break this to you, but she, uh, she tragically, uh, drowned on one of her Instagram beachside photo shoots. Uh, we're sending the search party out now, but her boat capsized. Okay. Every week, I want a search party for Emma status update about Raw. When we talk about Raw, we have to ask... The first thing, we can no longer sit idly by while this poor woman probably drowns or is abducted or is maybe even dead on a mountainside somewhere. I am concerned because it has been radio silence. Where are you, Emma? Check her Instagram. Emma, Emmalina. Emma, she's not Emmalina. I refuse to acknowledge that. Where are you, Emma? (laughs) Emmalina is her slave name. (laughs) That's her slave name. I'm editing that. She's been sold to I am, prostitution. That is not... I am... That's all coming out. Oh, that is staying that in, buddy. Is, you don't do the edits. I quit the show. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> we all knew it'd be you in the first place. 
Uh, yeah, Emma is never coming back. Uh, she's floating on a beach somewhere. Uh, mm. And that's sad because she was fun in NXT. I'm not into the Instagram modeling gimmick. I don't understand why they're pushing it. Why are we? Ta- why do we talk about this first? She's not Sami Zayn. <laughs> okay. Now, Sami uh, Zayn. So let's get into Sammy some Zane real Zane talent. Sami Zayn is an Instagram model. Ooh. Oh. Mm, redheads and pasty Canadians. Oh, yeah. that's a hell of a bod. Mm, lanky, gangly man. See what I did there, Haluva bud? Oh, if you spell it out, I see. Oh, yeah, I get, see, I get it. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love a man those, in a mask. Those nice gams could kick me anytime. <laughs> Sami Zayn had a good match with Chris Jericho. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of this song, Done. Done. <laughs> He puts on good matches, and Jericho puts on good matches. And um, uh, are they pushing Sammy? They certainly seem to have him in a notable enough spot. I he won. Guess. He won against Sethy Seth. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess he won against Sethy. My knees don't work, Rollins. Uh, that's fucked up, dude. That's fucked up. Don't talk shit. My knee doesn't work. <laughs> is 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 that why you're so like sympathetic about this? Yes. Also, the man has missed two WrestleManias in a row. Same. Listen, this is... <laughs> Listen, I am going on 30 years of never being able to perform in WrestleMania. Don't you talk shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... uh. Yeah, I sort of feel bad. But whatever, we're not there yet. That didn't happen yet. You're time traveling into the future. Well, and then... uh. Uh, Chris, my best friend is Kevin Owens, Jericho. Had a great raw kick. Chris, off. I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot, I'm Jericho. From, go back to, go back to Montreal. I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot. <laughs> unless, unless he's a face, then they announce him from Manhasset, New York. Um, what happened next? What was that match even for? Uh, just cause, oh. uh, just because Mick Foley came out and was just like, "Hey, uh, d- 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 Kevin Owens, you're gonna fight Braun Strowman, and guess what, Chris, you're gonna fight Sami Zayn right now." Okay, good. That's great. And then commercial break. And then commercial break. And so that's what happened after that was just commercials. Okay, and then uh, Emma is still missing in action. Uh, and then speaking of women, oh, so talking about uh women. Even though this isn't what happened next, but it's what I feel like talking about. Damn it, is a uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Um, so she loses against Nia again, and you know, big shocker there, I guess. Um, and Bailey's like, "Hey, we you know, cheer up, Sasha. It's okay." And Sasha's like, "Fuck you." She's yeah. I'm like, did did you see what she said to her? Yeah, I, I, don't, was like, I don't. I don't take uh, losses as uh, lightly as lightly you. as you. Yeah. Well, no, it's, I mean, there's a certain amount of frustration and like, oh, she's, she's had a rough go of it against Nia. Uh, yeah, I get it. There, this is a nice tease. This is a very nice table setting for a potential Sasha heel turn. So question though, is Bailey about to be the lone women's face? You want to stack your odds on what's probably going to be your female John Cena. Yeah. Yeah, listen, listen. We all like Bailey too much right now. If she's going to be the super face for her life, we all have to start hating her, which 
begins just, it might as well begin anywhere as, oh, I beat three people at once. And then pretty soon she can yep. destroy the lady nexus. All That's by why I think that uh, women's four way is what's really going to happen. I don't eh. think that it's going to be a singles with Charlotte. Seems likely. But Charlotte at Mania needs to be the one in that to eat the pin. Uh, mm-hmm. I want that pay per view streak like inarguably broken. No, see, I think they arguably leave it unbroken uh, after so she can come back. We have reason that, uh, hey, you haven't beat me. You haven't beaten me for, you never beat me for that title, Bailey. Right. Well, and, and then she has to fend off her former best friend turned angry. Right. Boss Sasha. Sasha needs to turn in that somehow in this angle. Like, and it would be nice. I think that would be a really cool little I, story. Listen, you know? I like I like Sasha. Girl power, good. All of them. I'm glad they're all doing what they're doing and being treated right. kind of like characters now. But Sasha always, to me, has been more compelling as a heel because yes, I mean, I appreciate your you have loved this since you're a child. Cool. I like it. You're just really good at being hateable. Like, that's the talent. And WWE has always been a territory, a company, where, uh, that, that's lots, a rogues gallery for big baby faces. It's a, it's a face territory. Like, WCW, you had big heels on top, and who, who would chase down, who was going to beat Ric Flair? Who, who tried to beat Ric Flair this time? Right. And now it's like, WWE's been who is uh, who's Hulk gonna topple next you know who is John Cena gonna face the odds against so Bailey's gonna chump through everything with heart and grit and perseverance and the power of believing so give her a bunch of bad girls to yeah. fight well and she did well this week uh, you know I actually kind of had fun with the uh, Shazaro Bailey with the club Charlotte match. This is perfect. This is absolutely kind of what they needed to do with her the whole time because she's lovable and fun and let's not fight. Let's all be friends. And goddamn, the club has been dis- a disappointment to me for a while now. But I'll give you this: they were the people who call them all nerds. Yes, nerds. I love Gallows for that. Because, like, that's um, that's up there with Dolph Ziggler just calling everyone Marks for me. Yes. Like, it's just, you're fucking dweeb. Dweeb. <laughs> it's like, ooh, 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 we're back in a Judy Bloom novel. Oh, we're having fucking I fighting words on the playground. Well, and, and it's fun. What did what did Charlotte call them in that little backstage thing? I don't thing? remember. It was, uh, it was something like... Uh, Oh God, I'm trying to remember what her exact thing was because he was like nerds, and Charlotte's like, no, they're just inferior. And then Gals go, same difference, nerds. <laughs> I like, love. <laughs> I, I I the club is always good when they're meathead jocks, meat meathead beer drinking jocks, right? And like Charlotte's a bad girl, um, a mean girl, one of the mean girls. Bailey's just the lovable, plucky, you know, fucking Pollyanna type. And I think it's really good. I think it's fun and exciting. And right, grump, and grumpy, even grumpy Seamus is sort of growing on me. There's a lot 
there, there's a lot of places to go with this, and I suppose it's what I'm wondering now, is I'm going to give more credit than most of our uh, peers, question mark, uh, all, all of these. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a that's, very generous term. Yeah, that's a, that's a very aspirational thing you yes, just said there. Uh, yes, it is. Um, but... Uh, all of the other uh, wrestling, me, Pete Rosenberg. <laughs> all of the other wrestling coverage outlets uh, are really kind of shitting on the Shazaro angle, and I think that there's a lot of potential for this to go somewhere we don't expect. Um, I just really hope that they don't take it uh, where everybody thinks they're going to with Fastlane, and with because what dude Shazaro won it back at Fastlane? Is this? Is this only going to be like a few week long run from the club? I think everyone wants more out of the club because it should be with them. Oh my god, this dominant meathead force! Uh, you know, and who's going to take down these guys? Who's well, going to take down the playground bullies? I mean, as 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 much as it hurts me to say here, they're not Bullet Club. You know, like. Cesaro isn't Claudio Castagnoli. Like, that character is not who he is now. Gallows and Anderson, though they have the same name and be the same people, they're not Bullet Club. They're not, like, this dominant heel group thing. Like, they are who they are right now. So, them being kind of just shitty schoolyard bullies fits in this story that they're trying to tell... And they have the dynamics right. Like, I don't know. We're all kind of marks at heart in that we want the guys that we like to be given stuff that we like. And generally that is wins and be made to look strong and effective. Right? And, like, we can rationalize it in that, oh, I just want them emphasized in the storytelling. It's the same thing, you know? Um, But in this instance it works because they can play dumb meatheads. Their bully thing works because they're kind of goofs and idiots that just happen to like have something over you. Right. And the whole point of the story is oh well fuck you I can I can come past that. I Watch me overcome that. Like they have the dynamics right now that you have the faces kind of underfoot under somebody else's thumb and you have to watch them like fight against it. Like I was I'm sort of into this now. It's just I have this problem with WWE and how they build heels. They love weak heels, and to me it's the same problem that it is with, like, fucking Star Wars Episode Seven. Like, why is it that I have to root for Kylo Ren to get better? Why is it that I have to root for the club to get better? Why is it that I have to root for Kevin Owens to get better? Yeah, I mean, again, that's you kind of... I think... The issue with uh, wrestling as a as a very what makes it peculiar storytelling device is that everyone is judging what you're doing now against what you've done before, not what you're doing. People like you from the stuff you've done elsewhere, not necessarily what you're doing at this moment. Um, why why would, but, why should you believe that Owens is anything more right now than what what they're telling you he is? You know. Right. That's the problem that I'm having is a lot of people love Kevin Owens for how 
good he was in NXT oh, or shit. how good he was oh, as shit, Kevin he Steen. Was a fucking, he was a killer in NXT. But I am somebody who started tuning in to this show at the brand split. I've only been reading, you know, summaries of shit before that, but I am actually now officially watching this since the brand split back in, what, September, August? And since then, uh, Kevin Owens has had this incredibly uninspiring title run uh, where he is just running away from the fight every time and he can't seem to win without the help of his friend Chris Jericho. And this isn't the fault of Kevin Owens, very no, clearly. No, 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 no. Because I hear about his, you know, what he can do and yeah. who he is outside of this storyline. Yeah. But this storyline for him shows him, you know, for months being weak and being, you know, cowardly. And, you know, I don't really see the real, true, smart opportunist. I just see a guy who is... I mean, he's he and Jericho are kind of just goofy idiots together. Well, okay. But why why do you want him... Why do you want Owens to be a better fighter? Like, why you tell me, Colin? Why is it you want Owens to be a better fighter? You know why? Because... There was something greater in him holding the belt than what WWE lets on. Uh, I was I was on a tour with you know, and I was talking to some of my castmates, and we were in the middle of Florida, and you know, I ran into a wrestler who happened to be my Uber driver. We'll save that for another story, another podcast. But a famous time. wrestler, yes. Stay tuned to find Stay out. Stay tuned. Who. I guess you gotta subscribe to the show, like, comment, and subscribe. subscribe. Follow us on YouTube on uh, youtubecom forevercast Um. Anyway, uh, and I showed a picture of Roman Reigns to these. Actresses. Okay, now these actresses, they don't, no one in this car besides you and the wrestler, no wrestling, right? Then you're driver. right. You're the only two. Right. And I show a picture of Roman Reigns to this actress, and they're just going, oh, oh this guy, he's, he looks like, like Aquaman. What, what's his name? Jason, Jason Momoa. Yeah, he looks exactly like him. He's very handsome. Yes. And then I went, but you know who he's fighting? This is who the champion is. And I pulled up a picture of Kevin Owens. This fat piece of shit. Well, and then they went, huh, he kind of looks like you. Fat piece of shit. <laughs> but so many people, uh, the main demographic, I should say, of wrestling looks like Kevin Owens. Fat pieces of shit, I speak, is one. <laughs> he's, he's not necessarily, I mean, he's chunky, yeah. But more so, he's a regular guy. No, he's just a dude. He's a regular, but he still looks tough. Yeah. Um, And it's still a guy that it's kind of empowering. It's like, here's this guy who's just a regular guy. Yeah. And a, he's out there, and he is performing his ass off, and he seems like he could really get out there and do something. Oh, yeah. And they it, don't let him Yeah, ever. it really makes you believe that schlubby white guys can make it a, make it somewhere in this world, that they can get ahead. I know, it's story for the ages. Schlubby white guys have never gotten anywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And, no, and, no, okay. And, and we can do all that bullshit. No, I, 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 but, I, no, no, I get it. It's, 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 
it's validating for you as a performer from a perf- like from that angle. Not just as a performer, but it really is that, you know, it has nothing to do with just being a schlubby white guy. It has everything to do with here's a guy who looks like me and he is the guy, but they won't let him be the guy. Well, so here's the thing. Define the guy. He's the guy who's holding the champ. He gets to be a locker room leader. So they say, I don't know. I'm not a wrestler. They say, but if you have a belt, you're supposed to be, the company sees enough into you to invest the time and the, the spotlight on you, so you have to carry yourself in a certain way. Um, he's making good money. He's featured on TV prominently. He gets a lot of merch money. Um, and he doesn't have to do the stuff he used to. Like, shouldn't we be happy that he doesn't have to murder himself, that he and Sami Zayn don't have to completely go apeshit ladder war style like they did in ring of honor to get noticed like right he's the guy we know he can do these things but do you want to do the most physically demanding painful hurt things constantly like do you want to always i'm not even necessarily saying that i'm saying that they won't let him it's it's just the same thing like aj styles too another example of somebody who is you know i mean here's the deal aj styles isn't this ripped you know, six foot something bodybuilder. I mean, he's in great shape and he's an incredible athlete, but how he looks, fuck what? He's like, he's, he's five foot. He's our height. He's, he's five like foot 11 with a silly haircut. And, right. You know, in a goofy accent like us. Right. But he's somebody who, I mean, he's a littler guy who got a shot to be something bigger. Him and <laughs> Kevin Owens. And it takes, <laughs> it takes, go it on. takes, you know, so much, you know, out of me that I look at these posters and still it's the same old fucking faces. I mean, I know that AJ Styles actually pointed it out and they actually made it an angle for that Cena match, but it makes it even more fucked up when Cena walks away with the title at the end of the Rumble. It's just the same old shit over and over again since, what, fucking 2005? Well, that's because Cena is the champ, and the champ's here. He's the best WrestleMan. He's the best WrestleMan. Well, no, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles are a breath of fresh air, and that's what everyone was excited for at first. And it's why SmackDown was the superior show for so long, I think, in everyone's opinion. I think that a big part of that was because they let AJ Styles loose. They let him be AJ Styles, and they let him perform his ass off week after week. Yeah, okay, but I don't know. I just, I go back to, I go back to this, that I know they can do more. And just because they're not doing more now doesn't mean they can't ever again. Everyone is a couple of weeks is a is a turn or a character refresh and a few weeks of push from being something completely different than what they are now. We're bitching at guys that are important. You can say are they as important as you'd like them to be, as they maybe debatably should be? Are they being handled like they could be to be the most toughest, awesome, coolest WrestleMan? I don't know, maybe not, but ultimately, more people are seeing these guys work uh, than they have before. They're getting 
good money and they don't have to kill themselves in quite the same way so like as you know they did for decades or years at least i'm i i hold i try to be optimistic i hold out hope that every so often we can see these guys cut loose when it's like dramatically appropriate to get that sense of vindication and maybe i'm really hopeful now that they're going to push a reset button on Kevin Owens. Because this week on Raw, he comes out in the very beginning of the show, and he is on fucking fire. I mean, this is some fiery-ass promo shit. And he is hyped up. And then Jericho and Sammy have the match, and, you know, he's... You know, throughout the entire show, Owens is saying like, "No, no, no, no! Oh, I, I went through get my hell. match canceled." Yeah. yeah, you know, I went through hell last night. Why are you putting me in a match against somebody you know who is going to fucking brutalize me? Um, and you know, it kind of gives me hope in the sense of like, okay, yeah, I mean, he's being smart about it. Um, you know, although it did give Stephanie McMahon a window to, again, emasculate somebody, which okay. I never fucking understand okay. why okay. they think that that's something that somebody wants to watch. Well, okay, we don't, and I hate it, and I don't want to see it, but frankly, she'll take any window. She she makes her own goddamn window. She, that lady will knock holes in walls to emasculate But people. we'll get to your hatred of Stephanie uh, McMahon later. As a character. Uh, but, well, I mean, even as a person. But... Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get picked up in the company's marketing <laughs> department. But Kevin Owens uh, says to Jericho, like, you got to help me. You got to help me. And Jericho has this interesting answer because he says, you didn't help me yeah. with Sami Zayn. Yeah. So why should I help you tonight? You're on your own. And hey, if you lose your title, at least we can still be universal or not universal U.S. champion, you know? Yeah. No, I I like that he's sort of calling his bluff, and I, I I kind of I like to think that someone has said, "What's a logical way for you to to tell this story?" Not necessarily us, but like, what's the next realistic, naturalistic writing step we can do? Right. Because uh, I think Jericho always gets to weigh in on his story, his creative. I think at this point, all of his angles he gets to. Uh, kind of help call the shots for you know I think it's that I want a continuous whole picture of a wrestler you know not just okay these isolated angles and all of this to say in these images that Kevin Owens you know is you know suddenly an extension of the main demographic of wrestling mm-hmm. you know we talk about the WWE and how they handle uh, heels and how they handle faces and you know how it's never going to be, you know, this, you know, this heel. Oh my God. How do we take down, you know, this, you know, huge bad guy, yeah. you know, which is actually, I, to me, the root of all good storytelling is saying, is setting up both sides, actually saying, Oh my God, there's this huge, massive, powerful bad guy. Oh man. There's also this, how is this you know, protagonist? Gonna, yeah. How is this guy going to take down that guy? And they don't tend to do that. They just tend to focus on one side, you know, throughout the well, entire again, thing. Which is why everyone cheered for every Cena's every heel of the week, you know. Well, and the one side that they always pick is always the protagonist. Go ahead. It's why they asked over and over again for the Cena turn, but even more to the point more recently, why they asked for the Roman Reigns turn. 
And in this new Undertaker match, uh, you know, that we know is inevitable at this point, what is Roman Reigns in that? Um, And furthermore, if, you know, they're going to put on this huge match, then you have to make Roman Reigns fallible. And in that, you know, I just think of... You know, I've heard a bunch of shit about Roman Reigns. Like, here's why people don't like Roman Reigns. And it has nothing to do with how realistic he fights. It has nothing to do with any of that shit. What it has to do with is that people hate Superman. Yeah, this is a very this is a very bad year for Superman. People want to be be able to believe to in, there you know, needs to, to be in, struggle for yeah. storytelling. Oh, I know, I know, but like here we gotta. This is an interesting discussion that we probably need to pick back up later. But I will, I will just say this is that ultimately wrestling, WWE, sadly, well, isn't about is not about consistent end to end storytelling. Right. They have to make shit up. Every single fucking week, and this whole you want a you want a consistent character narrative end to end, that that shit. Listen, I think everyone enjoys wrestling. Isn't wrestling? I think that was a good video, but even fucking Landis had to rewrite and rearrange shit because it's just not how shit gets to work. Always, you got to look you got to look at things in discrete blocks, chunks in isolation, in moments, in tying moments together. And the more moments you try to string together, the more it's going to fall apart. You just kind of... Also, shout out to Max Landis. Watch Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. It's a great video. You have to accept that shit's going to go haywire and not make sense a lot of the time. Well, man, I say all this to also pivot back into the show here. Uh, With that title match between Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman, which suddenly Kevin Owens in this match started to learn how to fight on his own for a minute. Um, you know, you have Braun Strowman chasing him down and suddenly Kevin Owens gets the man with the brain again and starts figuring out a way to be as equally dominant in the match. Yeah. And then we get uh, Roman Reigns in there to interfere in the match, you know, get KO DQ'd and then spear the both of them. That's cool. Um, but I guess the question there is, you know, when he fights Taker, you know, what is Roman Reigns? When he fights Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman, what is Roman Reigns? He's the big dog. He's the guy, the juggernaut. Roman fucking Reigns. Learn it, live it, love it. It's all we're going to get for the next 15 years. Where are they going with this guy? WWE, I have to challenge you here. Where are you going with Roman Reigns? Because he has such potential and you do him no favors. Well... By doing him all the favors, you've done him nothing. Well, to touch very lightly on what we were talking about, extensions of the audience and who targets what demographic, do you hurt Roman Reigns? Does Roman Reigns make you more money being an interesting heel that the hardcore fans will like, the Kevin Owens fans will like? Or does he make you more money... Is he better utilized if your end goal is to make money, which it is because it's a company, because capitalism makes monsters of us all. Is he better used to be a lovely piece of eye candy? To be a thing that... Why can't he be both? 
because if he's a bad guy, kids don't like him. Does he get? That's to be- bullshit. That is total bullshit, dude. Undertaker was a bad guy for okay. half the time. Okay, and he was my favorite. Also, that's completely different because he's a cartoon character. But aren't all of them supposed to be cartoon characters? Roman Reigns is not a cartoon character. It's a pretty man in a SWAT vest. Isn't that all superheroes in comic books anyway? Uh, Just a pretty man in tights? They'll figure him out eventually. I just don't like seeing him right now. I like booing him. I enjoy booing him. So. I anxiously um, await the heel turn. That'll never happen. (laughs) Just like seeing but to to move back into the show here because we got derailed into this huge fucking philosophical <laughs> discussions. Oh wait, wait, wait. We overintellectualized something, you uh, dumb pop culture thing you don't say. Dun dun dun. dun, dun. Um okay, so 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 I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This this fucking tanked my Royal Rumble predictions, but I'm kind of excited now. So uh I don't know if I am. Okay. But first, first. So, in, you know, about halfway through the show, uh, Seth Rollins is having uh, this face-to-face meeting with Stephanie McMahon, and he gets a couple shitty one-lighters in that, you know, is to more d- the extent of that uh, yeah. shitty sparkle crotch lines, you know. God damn like when, You know, I'm very disappointed, Seth. And, oh, like you do with your husband every night? No, nah, I'm very, like you do. I, they're the same person. You can't they really are. They both talk through their nose. You can't tell me Seth and Steph weren't the same person. They kind of are. But, you know, they do that, and Steph is like, no, 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 I'm just concerned for you. And then she goes, I lied. Triple H is coming. Uh, he'll be here later tonight. And here's what I don't get is why didn't they just have Triple H come out and deliver the amazing promo that he does? Like, why did they need Stephanie McMahon to be involved in that? Like, that uh, made no sense to me. But H comes out. And he delivers the best promo that I've ever heard him deliver. And I it was, watched... It was pretty good. I watched WWE shows, uh, you know, back in 05, 06. Oh, yeah, the um, height of great promos. Yeah, really. Um, you know, Evolution was a thing, and that was fun. And, you know, Age came up. But there was always something a little awkward about Age. He stumbled a lot. He always really... but. This was, I don't know if it's just from him working in this developmental thing and having to be a teacher for so long, but him doing this, you know, I'm trying to, trying really hard to be a creator and not the destroyer I once was is so fucking good. No, it was cool. I gotta feel like he, there was a lot of like genuine emotion in that about how he really now has a passion for helping the system, you know, to try to make something right. better than his own character, his own perception. And right when he says, fuck it, Rollins, come out. Let's do this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Samoa Joe. Okay. So this was, I was actually very pleased with this. Uh, I mean, it's sort of weird. I mean, this is another classic WWE doing something different just for the sake of doing something different. Like, uh, I mean, everyone saw the fucking... There is a Samoa Joe-shaped hole in the ring canvas that Abyss is going to pull him through on SmackDown. So, of course, they put him on Raw. Now, H is like, I'm a creator. You don't want to see the Destroyer. All right, that's it. You want the story, you get the Destroyer. And, like, King of Kings, the badass, the ass-kicker, 
blah, 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 whatever. And Joe comes out and demolishes it, which is good. That's fun. I like Joe. Joe is, this is exactly what Joe should do. Kill, murder, destroy. Except not be a Triple H lackey. Um, maybe. Regal! I won on the main roster, Regal. Okay. I'll talk to my boss. I'll talk to Triple H about this. Master Wayne. Master Joe. Yes. Yeah, okay, look. All right, I've I've settled this. I've settled this, Master Joe. Uh, he says that you can be on war if you be his wacky. It sounded like you said war. You said raw. war. And you said raw backwards. Raw. I'm I'm trying to do a Michael Caine impression as William Regal. Listen, everyone who's been a Triple H lackey has had a deservedly or undeservedly better career than not being a Triple H lackey. Everyone who was ever related to him in DX or Evolution had a good fucking go of it, all right? It's not a bad spot to be, bruh. No, it is it's not. It's not. And he's important now. Like, Samoa Joe immediately, if you're going to put him on Raw, the, the land of too many good talents getting too little good material, like, okay, fuck it. You know this big anticipated match? I am now the fucking roadblock. A perfectly good, great even way to debut. But, but, ooh, and I feel so bad. I really do feel so bad for Seth. We'll talk about Seth being a face. We might as well talk about it now. Fuck it. We're talk about it. I have not liked Seth as a face for, uh, since he came back. Since he came back. Because you'll remember, he got hurt and came back as a heel because they wanted to build Balor as the big face. So Seth comes back as a heel Balor gets injured in an un- very unfortunate time, and Seth has to be like, oh, uh, uh, oh, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, guys. Where's my shit? And then H turns on him and all that, that stuff. Right. Um, Seth never had a moment of, uh, a believable turn for me, I think. I have to compare it to when Orton left Evolution. R- remind Evolution, the audience. Evolution kicked him out. What did Orton do? Get kicked out by his old friends? You know? Why are you a f***? Why do I care? An asshole got kicked out of his group of assholes by the other assholes. I don't feel sorry for you. Like, I don't feel... Seth has been an asshole. And he's just now being an asshole at these other assholes. But not like in a fun, like, Steve Austin kind of asshole sort of way. He's still kind of that whiny kind of shitty prick he always was he just kind of whines at different people now like I don't I don't need like a full-fledged face turn like a full metanoia sort of thing but like he never felt different enough for me I've had this problem with the shield boys basically since they broke up I haven't been completely convinced by any of them as faces um but now I genuinely do feel bad for Seth now Seth is a face he has to go away, get injured, and come back as a goddamn face this time, and it will be great. And then he will be the baby face that they want him to be, and he should be, and I know he can be, because now his motivation is, I missed two fucking WrestleManias in a row, and I still haven't gotten my revenge. Right. Well, but we haven't even but, contextualized that yet. Go ahead. Um, Seth Rollins, uh, about two days after this Samoa Joe introduction, where... All of us, I think everyone, was clamoring to say, you know, oh my god, is this going to set up for a fast lane Rollins match? Yep. Uh, you know, and then that sets up for H versus Rollins of Mania. Yep. Um, 
We come to find out. Come to find out that uh, Rollins in that little uh, fight um, injured his knee. Yeah, he's out of WrestleMania. So, well, I mean, we don't know that for sure, for sure. He, he's, um, okay, it's all but confirmed but, he busted his MCL, yeah. and that takes four months. That's at least a four months. He straight out. up said, hey, you know, there's a 99.9% chance I am not in WrestleMania at all. Um, And that really sucks for the guy because suddenly I was really invested in this angle all over again. Yeah. And then it's just totally so, dashed. So you want so out of character, out of metatextually, you want to see that angle finished. You want to see that match in the text. Triple H pulled in a heavy, blindsided the dude, and got to avoid the problem like he's an asshole. Right. But like it sucks. It's bad. But this is actually really good for everyone involved, excepting it the is. fact, excepting the fact that. Seth Rollins again has another knee injury and that will probably forever be a problem for him. I was just about to say like when they what replace his knee again like this Listen, guy's already on borrowed time. Give Seth Rollins robot knees. Just look, I will pay you you bump up, you bump up the network to $12 a month and if you told people, "Hey, we're going to add a couple of dollars so we can buy Seth robot knees." I think everyone would do it. But look, H looks like a fucking... We all hate H because we wanted to see this and he took him on the shelf and that motherfucker Samoa Joe killed a guy in his debut. Killed an important guy in his debut. Now, of course, it kind of completely, you know, fucks up all their stories and whatever, but Joe's a fucking killer like he always should be. And where where does this go, though? Does Joe... I can't Does Joe fight H? Bro, I don't know. Do they do they make that? Do they contort that? Like okay. what, what happens to Simone Joe? Do they bring him on SmackDown to fight John Cena okay, now? Okay. Just because like the, he wasn't signed to Raw. There was no like you know, McFoley comes out and goes, I'm shining Samoa Joe. Bro, he's like, on Raw. If he's a triple H like he's on Raw. They introduce him on Raw. They haven't set up the precedent that he's going to SmackDown. Unless they send him to SmackDown, then he's on SmackDown. No, what you do is actually there's a pretty elegant situ- uh, solution sitting in front of them. You put Sami Zayn to roll against Triple H and Raw. And wouldn't that be beautiful? Because it's like, hey, Seth, I feel for Seth. You made me take his rumble spot. That was you. That was not me. Don't make me do this. Y'all keep fucking him up. Y'all keep fucking me over. You know what? Fuck you. I'm sick of it. I'm not going to stand. All of these guys, all of us Ring of Honor dudes... No, I'm going to put my foot down. Oh, but guess what? You have to fight Samoa Joe. He's probably going to murder you. Fight Samoa Joe and then fight Triple H. Yeah. Um, I could see Sami Zayn doing that. So This is the beast now, to tackle. The beast with a million eyes. The beast with two backs. Now And a sledgehammer. Do, is this basically Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 again? Uh, maybe, sort of. Kind of, not precisely, but I mean, you have a, a scrappy underdog hero with long odds that has to overcome established, dominant, scary heels. Like, now, if this isn't a WrestleMania moment, then I don't know what the fuck is, Vince. You have, you listen, you have built WrestleMania programs on less than three months, and there's enough there about them fucking up, fucking over Sami Zayn's that I think it's good. So yes, 
we go from being sure that Rollins Triple H is going to be a prominent role to H doesn't have to be on Mania, and what the fuck are we going to do with Joe? We have to do something with Joe. What a fucking week, man. What a week. Well, okay, this segment went really long, but I like where we, we, we had a discussion there. Uh, we're going to take a break, and uh, we're going to get through SmackDown. SmackDown Live, coming right back after this break. Back after all of that, oh my god, the pretension in the room is so thick. Oh, my nose couldn't get any more stuck up higher. I know. I thought you were going to say bigger. I was going to make a Triple H joke, but oh boy, you have... That's most of my material. Fuck, I'm out, guys. I'm sorry. And you fired. And you fired. Uh, Smackdown. So, right off the top. We announced the participants of the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, Shane just, like, casually said it. What he did was a SmackDown classic, Throwback Tuesday, if you will. Boy, what's this? Some heels are accosting a face in the ring. People with issues are fighting in an all-out brawl. While we'll make a tag team match, playa. And he also said, here's everyone that's going to be in the Elimination Chamber match. Just casually, like, oh, by the way, here's... (laughs) Oh, by the way, uh, Cena, Styles, Corbin, Miz, Wyatt, and Ambrose are going to be in the Elimination Chamber. Peace, I'm out. i got to get ready to jump off of something again. So, we start off SmackDown with that announcement, and then a tag match between uh, Orton and Wyatt, and then Cena, and then surprise guest uh, Luke Harper. Confession, I act like I've seen all of the wrestling, but I haven't. I have never seen solo face Luke Harper. Like, I didn't see any of the Chikara, like, Brody Lee thing that this man has done. Uh, but I'm excited to see a solo, arguably maybe even a face Luke Harper. Because, like, I like him. He's a big He's old... gone face, dude. If he's fighting with John Cena. Well, listen, here's the deal. Two weeks. Two weeks is a long enough time that they will tease or play or make short term changes to characters if it serves a larger story so it could very well be Harper comes out to try to maybe equal the odds between Orton, Wyatt and Cena and then suddenly he turns on Cena to seal his fate very well could be setting that up that oh we think Orton is making some headway into defeating the family but he's not there yet because uh oh Harper was a double agent the whole time because he still seems brainwashed. Right. He wouldn't fight him. He wouldn't, which made an interesting dynamic. He did clothesline him at the Rumble, so I don't know. I know, inconsistencies, but whatever. Everyone fights everybody at the Rumble, I guess, so I don't know. Uh, So, I don't know, but I'm interested. I'm kind of excited to see what could potentially be face uh, Harper, and people seem to sort of be getting into him. Um, But you know what pisses me off? Uh, two nights ago, or two nights before that, Cena ate two Styles clashes and kicked out. And then he eats one RKO and takes the pin. Oh, it's because Randy Orton is a better wrestler than AJ Styles, can't you tell? I'm so triggered. You got. I'm telling you, you gotta look at this in moments. Once Cena came out and said, 
look, I know I said a bunch of shit about Styles, but actually he's really good. I'm really sorry. He's actually super great, and we're very good wrestlers, and he's a very good wrestler, and uh, don't pay attention to anything I said before. That's the end of that moment. Here's the new moment. The moment is, hey, remember when we did this in 2013, except didn't make Wyatt win when it would have made a lot of sense? Yeah, we finally warmed up to that idea. Ooh, I kind of think Brock ruined it for a lot of people. They put a lot of chips on Brock when he was new and young and catching fire. And he was like, nah, I'm sick of this. Later, y'all. And they've been gun-shy to do that with anyone ever since. I think to the detriment, honestly, to the detriment of all of the talent and themselves. All of them. They can't, they won't stick with anyone until they prove they're going to tough it out and hang. And like, I mean, I sort of get it, but this is, again, the problem of, is WWE isn't built for consistent, great, logical storytelling week to week, you know? Yeah, but because why it should have been right a now they're very seventeen. They're very clearly building real uh, programs with everybody, and I'm mm-hmm. coming as from the perspective once more of somebody who's been watching since the brand split. So I don't have any of that context. I just see it from the perspective of like, oh hey, there's this guy who apparently never wins a pay per view, uh, who's now winning pay per views with Randy Orton. And everyone seems to like him and Randy Orton together, and that seems to be the obvious program that it's eventually leading to, because there are no real friends in pro wrestling. Except um, Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan. That's the only person he ever liked. The only true friends. Yep. Your only friend is Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan. And um, there are no friends in wrestling. So yeah, um, but they're not. To, we're not actually to that point yet. We don't know that Wyatt is going to face Orton because Cena's got the title. Who? Uh, I don't know. What do they do with Harper? Does he cost it for him? Does Wyatt win the title? I mean, it seems like a foregone conclusion, but they like swerving for the sake of swerving. Yeah, well, I mean, we might get Orton Cena again for the twenty-first time. Yay! But. First time, yay. The first time this year. Um, so, whatever. Give us a punchy segue into the women. (laughs) I'm not editing this out, don't worry. I say that as I probably might leave this in if it's funny. But again, um... We see a lot of setups into uh, future programs, and uh, one of the more obvious uh, future programs is going to be where they've divided up the SmackDown women's programs. Yeah. Crystal clear. And um, honestly, uh, I kind of like this mix. Okay, so what do we got, Zach? Well, I mean, I think they go ahead and announce this match later in the night, but uh, Natalia's finally getting her one-on-one with Nikki. Um, uh... We're going to get good matches. Not whatever. That was a little too accusatory. I'm sorry, ladies. We're gonna get wow. Becky. Wow. <laughs> oh. The actual good wrestlers. No. Um. Becky is going against uh Mickey James, and I'm very excited for that. And we finally get to see Naomi Alexa Bliss, because that was like a weird holdover. They teased that a while back, and that never happened. And then Alexa's gotten pretty good, so yeah, Naomi's pretty solid. Yeah. Put her in. 
We need another face. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited by all of that. There's three women's matches they're built towards. My God. Yeah, we need to build up Naomi. Uh, you know, and Alexa is perfect for that. Um, Becky and Mickey are... That's a really exciting match that you don't need a title for. Um, And then the other one, uh, who cares? Okay, listen. Shut up. <laughs> that's what... You will respect Natalia. She's good. Okay, fine. And Nikki's Nikki's Nikki. fine. Nikki's good. <laughs> Nikki's fine. Uh yeah. And Nikki sure is fucking John Cena. Oh well <laughs> Uh well Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so uh, I'm not even going to cleverly segue into this. I just want to straight up say that the worst segment of the year, potentially, and it's only January, um, has already happened. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst thing all year. It's the worst thing we're going to see all year. Probably. You can I see. It's I was, horrible. I was not nearly on as, okay, I wasn't as down on this as you were. Okay. So say the say what happened, okay. and I just want the audience to hear how horrible this is. Just wait until you see me spin it. So, <laughs> American Alpha come out and they're like, "Hey, remember we have these titles?" I mean, they basically say we haven't had a chance to defend them in a month. Uh, so American Alpha it gets backstage segment and they're like, "Hey, you know we're fine champs, so come fight us, the champs." And so they are like, anyone who wants to face it, we're we're going to be down on the ring and come out and see us. So they come out. Come hey, out and hey, call me sometimes. <laughs> hey, why don't you, hey. Would you come on by? So they're like, listen, we want to fight. Someone come fight us. And they go into the ring and the Usos come out. And I was excited. And then uh, everyone else in the tag team division comes out. So it's like, okay, you're gearing up for your basic six 12-man brawl. Like, it's the Ascension, it's the Vaude Villains, it's Febreze, it's Slater and Rhino, who I thought weren't a thing anymore, but I guess they abandoned that story, and it's the Usos, and then also American Alpha are there. And then they just have a big old, big, big rumble. Big. And it's a fight, and the refs are trying to break it up. And it... uh, Everyone kind of slowly gets thrown in and thrown out and punched and kicked and eventually just American Alpha and Slater and Rhino are left. And then the music plays and that's it. And okay, I just want to say though that this brawl went on for a really long time, an uncomfortably long time. And then a commercial break and then they come back, the brawl's still happening, which I thought that there was going to be a brawl and then a commercial and then suddenly we come back on their structure to this match. No fucking chance. Not a chance in hell. It was just straight-up chaos that was suddenly, for some reason, rumble rules. Like, they just threw people... And then the last two tag teams were standing. Okay, and then, like... Uh, music. And like, we're not... going to move on. Because it seemed to me that uh, Kevin Dunn just went, and this isn't working, so we're moving on. Okay, first off, don't be a fucking smart. We're not going to bitch about Kevin Dunn. Even though I know he's the root of all evil. Secondly, um, 
The segment was awkward. It is not as bad as you're leading people to believe. It was plenty awkward. Don't get me wrong. It's why why wouldn't we, I don't know, have someone come out on top cleanly or like definitively lead on with definitively say that, oh, this team that's left in the ring with you or it's the next match. Because what they establish after this point is that it's a, uh, isn't it a tag team elimination chamber? Or am I just putting that in my brain? I think you're just putting that in your brain. I've they haven't even set that up yet. I think well, they're going to try to teams, set that up. There's six teams, and they're going to squeeze people inside of chamber pods because you need six competitors in at least yep. two matches. So I'm just I don't know. I don't know, but it they don't know where they're going with that tag division, and uh, what I was hoping was going to happen was when they did that open challenge that the Revival was just going to come out and fuck shit up. Well. And that's all that I want. Like, they've already... It's too little too late on the Usos right now. Like, they can come back to that later, I guess. But, you know, they should have gotten that, and then what's-his-name got injured? Jay. Yeah, whichever. Um, He gets injured, and then, you know, the whole thing's a fucking wash, and then Slater and Rhino happen, and... And that was also, you know, made the entire thing a wash. And then yeah, and then they decided to move the Wyatts up to WWE title program instead of keeping them on tag. And they just don't know what the hell they're doing with American Alpha right well, now. Well, because I think you, uh, Alpha never got to chase was sort of the problem. Like, right. Alpha was really good on the chase in NXT against the Revival, and it was really cool to see that match in Dallas. Um, because that was good. It was like, oh, the payoff. They've been chasing forever. Um, I don't, I don't know. They could have handled it very differently, but they're just, they're going to put a big old scramble now and then uh, piece it together after WrestleMania because a lot of these guys aren't going to be on the card, honestly. And yep. they're going to be in the under the giant battle royal, so honestly, yeah, they're everyone, just filler. You you mean everyone does a cluster, everyone does a big cluster fuck, and then uh, we don't have to have a program really built until May. So, yep, it's fine. It wasn't as bad as you're saying. It wasn't great, but it was garbage. It was not good. It wasn't that bad though. Um, and again, uh, we talked about this on NXT, but I don't think we see revival or DIY for a little while yet. Yeah, I want to, though. I know, And so I I'm too. just going to keep bitching about it until I get it. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Well, you know what? It That sure did bring CM Punk back. Oh, yeah. But you know who it's, keeps bringing back all this fucking demand? Who? James Ellsworth. <laughs> okay, don't you talk shit. Like, that guy I is charming. Charmingly bad. I actually like where they're going with this, and it's funny because I feel like everybody else who's reporting on this absolutely hates it. Well, can you really blame them? I love it because, you know, everybody's like, well, I mean, it makes Carmella look weak. It makes, you know, what are they doing with Ellsworth? But I actually like Carmella being this weak, manipulative, you know, bitch, and I want... I want this to eventually lead to pretty Jimmy Dream. Uh, yeah, listen, I want... 
this is the first step in turning into pretty Jimmy. He thinks he's got a girl. He's making some headway. He's he's tray fashionable for the first time ever. And then and it he's, all falls apart. He's more and more week after week. He's getting violent towards women. Ooh, and that is um, some ooh, real we're go heat. The Jeff Jaren angle with this. Yes. Ooh, this is getting like some real heat on him though. And you know, at first I was like, "Ooh, this is oh bad." Oh my god! And then I saw the face on that guy. On that guy, that guy was about to come out his fucking. Seat. Yes, like. That was actually a time where I wish that they would have done a, you know, a fucking close-up on an audience member. Because that dude... There was this dude in the front row that as soon as... As soon as James Ellsworth pulled uh, What's-Her-Face's feet out from under her... Dinah, Dinah Doom? Yeah, whatever Dinah it is. Doom. Debbie Doom? Debbie, or, Debbie does Doom. Yeah. And as soon as he pulled her feet out from under her, and she hit... And she did a nice little bump there. That was a nice... Yeah, that was... Oof, that that kind of helped that that yes kick that match back and up. that dude went whoa sort of not cool he dude. wanted to beat the shit out of James that was really good which is what it needs to be that's good listen <laughs> that was effective listen do you think James Ellsworth could do the Andy Kaufman thing again maybe I, he doesn't have the acting talent to be. Like Andy Kaufman, like he doesn't have that. No, that guy would not work on Taxi. No, <laughs> no, he just he doesn't have. He has the personality of a paper bag. Well, I know that's so charming. <laughs> so he can't do what Andy Kaufman did precisely because Andy Kaufman could still, well, you know, cut a promo because yeah. he was an actor. Yeah, but I mean, like, just threaten violence on women. <laughs> yes. Are we gonna go there? Like I think that if that's not PG, I think that if Pretty Jimmy fights women, that'd be great. And you know, no, this so would be th- this would be pretty fucking funny. Listen to me here. Oh, okay. If Ellsworth gets the shit beaten was, out of him by Oscar, I was just gonna. No, I was just. I was gonna say just he regularly lost to women, but like they find someone scrawnier and tinier that he manages to flukily pin by not really hitting. Yes. One super kick and he pins someone and Asuka beats the shit out of him? Yes. Okay, so, like, he should just be a delusional idiot because that's what he is. Right. Maybe he doesn't have to beat up on women. That might be terrible. That This might just be that my brain goes to the worst places, but he at least needs to be a delusional heel in that, you know, he he's like... he's hot fucking shit. And yes. Isn't. So he needs to be pretty Jimmy. If he comes out and he's like... You know, if it's basically Bobby Roode's gimmick, but he's actually a horrible physical specimen. So, again, this is, we like a wrestler for what he did previously, not what he's doing now. Right. I would be super excited to see it, though. Me too. All right. Uh, so, your actual main event of the night was um, Styles versus Ambrose. And, Again, I mean, I, whatever. It's still a good match. They're two good wrestlemans doing good wrestles. So, shut up. Yeah, WWE, keep reheating that turd for me. How dare you? <laughs> you talk about this shit of like, oh, AJ Styles. Oh, it's the same old shit. And then you're gonna just immediately talk shit about the dudes. Man, come on. Well, the best match of 2016. AJ Styles was fighting somebody. F- 
for an intercontinental title. So, like, don't talk shit about IC, guys, man. It's fine. And what's interesting is uh, they've made a bold choice. I think this was the fourth time this week that a champ took a pin. Wait, no, the fifth. Because, okay, Jericho took a pin. Charlotte took a pin. Um, Then uh, Cena took a pin. Uh, Alexa took a pin. And then Ambrose took a pin. And uh, the Alpha... American Alpha stole some pins. <laughs> and <laughs> no one cared. And they they locked they locked uh Neville in a pen. And then Bobby Roode got hit with a bowling pin. <laughs> with a pin. <laughs> um and uh I'm the joke's dead. Yeah, the the joke died. Um but uh like it's just interesting that this week they decided to make all of the champs lose. <laughs> Come see all of our title holders lose. <laughs> Come see everyone the lose. Amazing losing champions. <laughs> Somehow the belt stays on them, but they still eat those pins. <laughs> nom nom nom. They love them and they're hungry. <laughs> so, here's the question though. Um, is this the end of SmackDown being good? No, shut up. <laughs> it's the start of SmackDown being great again. <laughs> no, you listen to me. As chief writer of SmackDown Live now, it's going to be great. It's going to be huge. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to build a wall around this ring, around the audience, because they send their worst. They send their markiest of marks. Not good people. They're not good people. They're bad dudes. They're bad hombres. Bad hombres. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, whatever. What, how, okay. you, how are you feeling about the Elimination Chamber? Uh, okay, so if it sets up Wyatt v. Orton, then it's okay. Um, that's fine. What does Cena do? What does Styles do? What does Ambrose do? So, uh, I think that whatever Ambrose does is going to illuminate itself in some sort of fashion, but Styles, uh, from what we've read, uh, from David Leopold Meltzer, um, is, a. (laughs) He's, you know, a hill face Shane McMahon, which, uh, Vince, when will you stop smoking meth and, and think Making that... Making your son, your only begotten son, to the jump off of high things for your sick amusement. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not excited. Like... No, and that's not something anyone wants to see. AJ could get an okay match out of it. Like, comment, and subscribe if you if you don't want to see that. Like, comment, <laughs> subscribe if you do want to see that. <laughs> we don't discriminate here. Listen, give us a share if you do want to see it, and then a tell a friend for a, if you don't want to see it. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay, Shane, AJ, sure, whatever. Maybe that's dumb. Okay, but Orton Cena, um, is it 2009? Orton Cena is not happening. It's going to be Wyatt Orton. So what does Cena do? Uh, does a movie. This is true. He just goes back to part-time <laughs> again. All that shit, talking shit about AJ Styles, 
And you notice that he bro- he tied Ric Flair's record and they really didn't make a thing out of it? Not at all. Which is... Because he needs to break the record. Oh, man. Well, it doesn't matter. Flair has 22 or something. 16 is just a number. Well, they're going to pull it off of him to then put it... But the reason why... I've heard uh, that there's a big old statue going to be erected of Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Oh, but he put his boner in it, too. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if that means that they're going to try to do something where Cena wins. The well, he has to lose title. it and then win again. Exactly. He has so to you're lose not, it to win you're not again. excited at Elimination Chamber? Uh, am I going to watch it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing this thing. We, we bought, you know, we went to the trouble of starting this podcast. We might as well watch the material. Yeah. But I mean, am I pumped? Uh, um, I and on that high energy note, we'll see what happens next week <laughs> because the story never ends. And speaking of next week, um, the, here's uh, our second okay, four. There is NXT. no next week. There is no next week. I quit. <laughs> Alrighty, NXT. Yeah, and now, uh, thankfully, God, after this hell of a week, uh, in all of the twists and turns that the we're getting this early in the road to WrestleMania, uh, thankfully we close out with a show that kind of likes to take the week off a little bit after uh, big events. Uh, so there's a lot of good promo cap packages, repa- yep. recapping, great takeover NXT. Go see them. Go watch them. They're very good. Lots of follow-up and uh, extra material. They're always good. I like these. But on new material... Uh, new business. New yes. business. New business. Uh, Ember Moon uh, kicks off a match with uh, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yes, yes. And for once, the crowd wasn't dead when it came to Ember Moon. So, so the we haven't seen her in a while. The last time we saw her was, oh God, I think at the end of a taping day, so everyone was sort of tired. Uh, I think these were dark matches before uh, Rumble, so um, people were fired up, but they were into her. People, we like people like uh, Ember. It's just they're not like, you know, She's still getting there. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and most definitely, I realized, uh, I think after that match, and, you know, they were chanting her, you know, they're booing Aaliyah. Mm. Everything worked out really well in the match itself. Mm. But afterward, when they did a little backstage promo slash interview for Ember, uh, she just... She's just not that great behind the mic. And it's mostly that she doesn't have a character. I mean, I love that that top rope jumping stunner thing now has a name. Like, they're calling it the Eclipse. They could have done more. They could have, they should have been, like, the full Eclipse or the total Eclipse. Yeah, but it's... But it's got a name. It's got a name. That's great. I don't have to call um, it the O-Face anymore. Right. <laughs> oh. Um, but... 
she was just kind of like, yeah, I'm a fight Asuka. And, I mean, which ultimately is what people want, but like... But just to say that, it's like, no, I want her to be like female Undertaker. You know, I want her to come out and, you know, do at least something that's a little bit more ethereal. Um, yeah, I, can, I mean, that's a good way to put it. She's sort of a Mortal Kombat ninja, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, you kind of want something with like a, a fucking... Uh, uh, forever night, like a vampire bent, like it's a little twilight, and not right. like twilight in a dumb way, but like, oh, supernatural, like ah, uh, fucking, I wear colored well, contacts. She's and got motherfucking red eyes. Stuff. Yeah, you know, she should be a little ethereal. Yeah, exactly. And so her just being humble, Oscar is like, okay, well, but what's your thing other than like what what you look like? Because what you look like and what you sound like, they don't match up, honey. Oh, yeah, but that's how they do that. At, that's how they do that at Suicide High. That's how they do it. That's how they do. That's cool. I ain't got no windows. It ain't got no windows. She'll get there. She's real good. They just... She's not um, given super great, comfortable, awesome uh, material that she's... When Ready, her mic I mean? work catches up with her in-ring work... If they give her better material for what how her character is, how she's comfortable doing, you know what I mean? Right. Those are still... These things are getting in sync. When when both of those things get in sync and the writers get in sync with her... Totes. She's going to be something really, really special. I call it now. I know it for a fact. Um... And, you know, also, uh, in speaking of things that are incredibly special, um, they bring out, uh, for the next match, it's Tyler Bate versus Oni Lorcan. What are you calling? Are you leading to it? Oh, I, sorry. I got it. I thought you were like, <laughs> I call it now, I, I'm calling, yeah, I get it. Sorry, I caught up, I had to yawn. Oh, okay. And we're editing this out. Okay, cool. <laughs> She's too she's too cool and good to not. No, that's a clean break. Shut up. This is okay. a new segment. Yeah, no, she's she'll get there. Yeah, so Tyler Bate versus Oni Lorkin was sure a match. It was sure a good match. A couple of things <laughs> I really liked about this. First off, I I have to enjoy um Tyler Bates classically like understated British kind of entry. He just yeah. waves and the people Queen's wave back at him. That's, wave? A, that's, that's a very great. that's a very dignified wave. And people do it too and it's so funny. It's like adorable almost. Yeah, the crowd does it to him and then he's like, Yes. No, hello. Hi, hi, hello. Hello. Um hi. and um you know, I uh, Oni Lorcan is growing on me. I just want him to have a less of a dumb name, and I want his theme music to change. Yeah, I couldn't quite place what that was supposed to be. It's weird. Well, it's as if with his theme music, they're like, I mean, he's he's little, and so he's probably gonna be like Sami Zayn. And then yeah, they had some like whoa singing. Yeah, and it's like no, this guy wrestles like how you want Dean Ambrose no, to wrestle. He wrestles how you want Dean Ambrose to wrestle. That's true. Um, he's a scary... He's like a tiny but scary shredded like fucking roughneck take no guff kind of dude. Yeah. So like, 
I don't know. Well, there's no, like, every movement is, like, intentional, and, like, it just, every spot, like, when he fucking throws a punch, it seems so stiff, and it's just nice. Uh, and and there was a fucking hysterical uh, spot in there with Tyler Bate doing the swirly, the, what's that move called? The, the airplane? The airplane spin. Yeah, that no, airplane spin. so good. And then, like, he gets dizzy, and he's like, whoo. <laughs> oh, and he powers out of yeah, it. and he no, powers out. That's, that's everyone great. loves it. It's so fun. Uh, no, really. Here's here's what. And follow me here. I want Oni Lorkin to become Cesaro Junior. <laughs> Tell mm, me I'm wrong. Mini Cesaro. They're, I mean, it'd they, be great. They're they are like not super broad or muscled for their frames, but they're tall. They're crazy shredded. They're bald. And, um... As long as they give Oni Lorcan a better name and better theme music, well, I'm never behind going it. To get, they're never going to give Oni Lorcan a better name. Uh, they had the perfect name in Biff Busick, but they didn't want that for some reason. No? No? No takers? You don't... You're not it's, into it? It's a... It's a fine match. Um... And... Cesaro Jr. Yes, Cesaro Jr. Um, th- that'll be a great tag team, and he'll be the great replacement for Sheamus. <laughs> Cesaro and his smaller clone. <laughs> it's like well, it's like the Dana Brooke thing, you know. It's like Fit Finley and Hornswoggle. Oh, it's like Austin Powers and Vern Troyer. He did get his own mini me, didn't he? Yes, he did. Boy, oh. those movies got bad. Oh, boy. Just like this podcast. Um, yes. <laughs> um, Episode one, and already, already we're done. In the ground. Uh, well, you know, hey, we can only go up. You know, it's it's almost as if we're digging our own Corey, Corey Graves. Because he died. It was really sad. I'm sorry to Rip. hear Car wreck. It was awful. No, he's leaving NXT, and, like, he's super good. He's super good. Like, I was, I don't know, never, like, completely blown away by him as a wrestler. But, oh, my God, he is a really, really good commentator. I love him, and I like to pretend that he's yelling at us. Shut up, Phillips! Oh, oh, just... He's just talking right to us. Yes, talking right to me. Literally right at us. And you know what? It's worth it. You know, you you will always be the heel color commentator who won my heart. You handsome, handsome man. Look, we, he's what we need right now because um, the Heenan was decades ago. Uh, Jerry Lawler is kind of way too sexist for the current era. So, uh, you know, just um, Corey Graves just yelling at his coworkers just indiscriminately. It's that's what that's what America needs. It's what I need in my wrestling right now. Yep. And, Shut uh, up, Phillips. And uh, that main event of the night, uh, Samson versus No Way Jose. Uh, it's worth a watch, uh, if for nothing else. Uh, just Corey Graves getting to let loose on his final NXT match. He had some real good lines here. There were some good ones. I mean, good, good stuff. My, I mean, I was already busting out laughing when Elias was uh, coming out to the ring, and then uh, Corey Graves goes, 
you know, I was walking down the San Antonio yeah. River Walk, and there was a guy just busking on guitar, you know, down there, and I tipped him $50 just because he wasn't Elias Sampson. He's like, this is the last time I'll ever have to see Elias Sampson. And they're like, oh, and that's, that you're not sure. And he's like, yes, yes, I will. I yeah. know this. I know things. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know <laughs> things. Everyone laughed. Like, you could hear the other yeah. commentators have to mute real quick. It was solid. Yeah, and... I mean, even them crediting Elias Sampson from Pittsburgh and Corey Gray's like, hell no, he's not from no, my hometown. No, it was, Corey's really good. I'm really glad uh, he found um, a good calling because you could do commentary until you're fucking old and beaten up. And I'm glad, I don't know, he has to stop beating himself up. I'm really glad when wrestlers can retire and not wrestle anymore. Yeah. Because it's a really fucking hard way to make a living. We're all monsters. Why do we keep watching this shit? Because we're bad people and we like watching train wrecks. Capitalism makes monsters of us all. And no way Jose uh, needs to team up with Carlito. I am convinced of it. What do you think about no way? Because we haven't talked about Jose and I kind of miss his his debut, sort of. Like, what do we think about him? I like him. How many dancing not white people can one show have before it's plainly racist i mean yeah but he seems like he's having fun and the crowd likes him um i'm just trying to figure out what his actual thing is and i think that they are too you know it's a learning show you know you you need people to beat your low card yeah and his little uh his little finisher with the fist thing is I also am not like super a fan of that. Um, yeah, not huge, but great for a low card finisher. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately it's cool. Ultimately I like him. Like, I just, I don't know if we is like, Oh, you're a happy dancing man. Like lives or dies by your personal charisma. Yeah. But like, he seems to be doing okay on it. Hopeful for the future. Um, and I suppose on that note, we can uh, call it a wrap for this week on the Fight Forever podcast. Except you forgot to read the very last bit of that. Oh. Yeah. The last bit on our notes. How do you think, where, as of right now, uh, pretend everything you think is happening on Mania is going to happen. How do you like? How do you like where we're headed so far? I don't. I have to see what they do with Joe and Triple H. Uh, I guess I want to see if Goldberg is for the title. Everything that is on the table right now, though. Like, I think as it is going to be fine. But is it going to be great? When was the last good WrestleMania? 30? Listen, I spent hundreds of dollars to go watch WrestleMania 32 in person. Call me... Mm, I don't know, uh, an idiot, uh, gun shy, Stockholm syndrome. Don't want to repeat the same mistakes. Happy for anything that isn't that shit I already paid lots of money for. But um, I don't know. I think it might be all right. Yeah, we will see. I guess we'll see. At least Roman Reigns isn't the main event. <laughs> Not yet, he isn't. Not yet. And uh, on that note, I think, I think we're gonna wrap up. Yeah, are you gonna wrap up? Yeah, I'm done. 
All right, everyone. This has been our first inaugural. The first inaugural. What the fuck am I doing? Obviously, it's the first time I've ever done this. This is the inaugural episode of Fight Forever, the podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening. I, as always, am Zach. And I am not Zach. And if you want to follow us, uh, follow the show, you can do it any number of cool ways. We're going to be on iTunes. We're on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, I don't know. We'll get to the other stuff later, I'm yeah. sure. You can find us on Twitter at Fight Forever Pod. And you Facebook can find us on Facebook at Fight Forever Pod. Just look for Fight Forever. Uh, we're on YouTube at Fight Forever Pod. Uh, like, share, comment, subscribe, tell your friends if you like wrestling. Uh, to not make fun of you for liking wrestling. It's it's a it's a weird, beautiful, strange, just wholly American art form, and I think there's a lot there to love. And I'll see all of you ugly, fat piece of shit marks later. I'm trying to wax poetic here. <laughs> I'm trying to bring everyone home on an endearing kind of rally the troops, feel good about this dumb thing we waste all our time and money nope. on. Nope. Goodbye, everyone. This is it. Bye.